Now, since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, we've all spent far too much time in our local neighbourhoods, maybe even on our sofas. Um, during this time, you may have developed a new appreciation for our public spaces or perhaps realised what's really lacking there. Well, our next guest says there's been... There's certainly no better time than now to think about how can we get creative with these spaces. Charlotte Day is the director of the Monash University Museum of Art and the co-editor of a new book, Let's Go Outside, Art in Public. She's a big proponent of public art and thinks that this art form can uniquely tackle the issues and realities of communities. Welcome, Charlotte. Oh, thank you. Nice to be with you. Very nice to be with you too. Um, we, it, it is interesting, isn't it? We seem to have gotten to know our towns uh, and, and uh, communities better than ever before um, through COVID, discovering new pathways. Uh, I'm wondering though, let's start with this question of public art. Tell us your, your favourite piece of public art anywhere in the world and why. Oh. I know, it's a biggie. That's a tough one, isn't it? Because mm. I've been involved in a lot of projects, but they're kind of like my family, so <laughs> can't choose between them. Um, historically, oh, when I was a child, I loved the Tarax Play sculpture by Peter Collette. Um, some of your listeners might remember it. It used to be in the garden behind the National Gallery of Victoria, but now it's actually relocated to McClellan Sculpture Park. Um, on the peninsula. So it was a cluster of, I think it was white fibreglass bubbles that you could climb over or sit in or hide. Um, so I suppose as a child that was like just this amazing magical space I loved. But um, more recently, certainly Callum Morton's Hotel on East Link Freeway is a work that I think is particularly successful because it's kind of captured the public imagination. So it looks like a kind of generic roadside hotel, but when you drive past, which you're doing at quite high speed when you're on that freeway, you kind of get a sense that the scale's off. You know, it's somewhere between a model and a building. And I like that it's just, you know, slightly jarring that it kind of gets you thinking, gosh, why is that hotel there? You know, this is like a spot between A and B where I'm going, you know, where I've come from. You don't really think about that location so specifically, so it makes you kind of take a second look and perhaps think a bit more about where you're travelling through. I think that's a particularly successful work. So your gallery, the Monash University Museum of Art, has a big collection of public art, including a, a fantastic giant humanoid robot that sits on uh, the yes. university's grounds. Why do, you, why do you think it matters so much? What makes public art so valuable to our experience of a place? We've tried, I mean, there's been public art at the university actually since the kind of late 60s, so there's always been a sense to bring art and culture, um, you know, into the experience of studying or working at Monash. But more recently we've tried to look at the campus itself as a bit of a testing ground for the public realm and, like, what can we do there with artists that shapes the experience of being, you know, between buildings in the landscape differently. So sometimes like um, Ronnie Van Hout's robot or robotic looking form that you describe, sometimes the works are meant to be playful. Other times, you know, they're kind of more provocative or questioning. Um, also, we're kind of looking at, you know, making spaces that are more friendly or comfortable or feelings of safety can be important too. I think particularly in the broader 
public realm. So there's not like one shoe fits all. I think the works, you know, can operate on a variety of registers, but hopefully we can create an environment that kind of has more, um, I suppose, character to it and perhaps also um, makes more people feel welcome or supported within it. You know, I think that's historically the idea that these public spaces were more neutral, I think, is increasingly being challenged because, you know, there's no space that's actually neutral. So it's like, what what do we put here and what does it mean when we put something here? So sometimes I like works where, you know, you really feel like it is you are looking at a public artwork or an artwork that an artist has conceived. Mm-hmm. But other times you, we might involve artists in rethinking these spaces and, you know, you might not know that they've actually, that this is an artwork. You know, it might be that you just, the space feels different, you know, I mean, or you feel differently in it. I mean, I think, yeah, there's there's different ways to do it, but um, it's definitely a growing area of um, art making. I guess there's also, you know, traditionally um, sculptures and statues, uh, plenty of statues in, in Australian towns all around the map. Mm. Uh, and that, that is also in itself a sense of, you know, public art or, you know, communities commissioning yes. works. And yes. that's, that in a way, though, is also, I note you talking about art making more people feel welcome. And I guess what we're discovering in our conversations now about a lot of those historic statues is that some of those statues are distinctly unwelcoming for some parts of our communities. And it's about Absolutely. telling a certain story of the history of that place. Yeah, I think, um, you know, particularly that kind of commemorative or um, statuary, you know, was a lot of it in Australia was telling a particular story of, you know, settlement that really is, um, you know, it doesn't really tell the full story and increasingly that's challenged by, you know, a lot of the community. Um, But so probably one of the most, um, I think, the area of public art that is really um, coming into it is own is around telling different stories of our history and as well as perhaps adding things, maybe also taking things away or revealing something that perhaps has been covered or built over. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of work that will, you know, tell the story of the First Nations people better here. And I actually saw a really lovely, quite subtle work a couple of weeks ago in Sydney. So it's near Circular Quay. I think it's called um, Key Lane. So it's just, it's soon to be um, um, unveiled, but it's a work by Rodri Camilleroy artist Jonathan Jones and he's created in the facade of a kind of a probably like an early colonial building um, just this line of um, bronze oyster shells and mm-hmm. the line on the building marks where the um, tide line would have been you know, before Sydney was built up. So Mm -hmm. it's really nice because it connects to the first people who were living and, you know, thriving there, but also um, even just the environment, you know, and how that's been shifted by the building up of the city over time. I guess when when we talk about the disputes now over... Um, statues and history and who tells those stories, it does reveal the connection that people feel to those works of public art or efforts mm. of representation in public spaces. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's a pretty lively debate. I mean, from my point of view, 
I think total erasure or removal, maybe sometimes it's better to keep things but recontextualise them or add things to them that tells maybe a more complete story, you know, I think. But I think there'll be a range of responses in the end. Like in America, especially through the Black Lives um, Matter movement Mm -hmm. and probably in the UK too, there's been a lot of big shifts in the last two or three years and that that will probably happen here more increasingly but I am interested in you know what can be what we shouldn't actually forget how we chose to tell a story but you know perhaps augment it or correct it <laughs> on occasions you know I maybe think have maybe varieties more... varieties of the story so as you exactly, walk through the park exactly, you get all the various yeah. histories yeah and that's increasingly the more people that are involved in public art or the more kind of range of artists that are kind of um doing this type of work, I think you'll get a better range of stories and, you know, that can only be a good thing. I mean, you talked about your first, you know, your, your um, Im- the impact that a piece of public art had on you as a child uh, in your first answer to us. And I'm, I wonder whether it, it's safe to say that the audience for public art is quite different, isn't it, from a traditional gallery audience in the sense that, you know, I know my kids love, we live in Newcastle and there's some um, Brett Whiteley work uh, on display in the very centre of Newcastle. I don't think my kids would, would, they wouldn't be thrilled if I said that I was taking them to a gallery tomorrow. But if I said we're going for a walk and we're going to go and look at the big egg sculpture um, mm. down in the park, they'd be quite up for that. Yeah, absolutely, isn't it? So I think that's the beauty of public art, that it can be, kind of engaged with and encountered even by chance. You know, you may not purposely be going to go and see it, but um, it also, you know, it opens, it's it's also harder, to, I suppose, to gauge the response to it because mm. within the museum or gallery for me, you know, I can kind of speak to audiences, I can kind of see how they're interacting, whereas public art is kind of just put out there. And um, I know from like how we try to look at the effectiveness of what, the works we're doing or not, you know, it's like social media is actually quite a big part of that response for, for better or worse sometimes. Um, but I think sometimes an artwork can just, it can kind of capture the popular imagination or it can be, you know, we're going to meet at the blah, blah. Like it can be, mm. it kind of becomes part of your life. Perhaps, I mean, artworks can that are in galleries too, but maybe the public art ones do in a different way. And that, that I think there's a lot of potential in that. I wonder too whether whether COVID means that, you know, anyone who might still be nervous about going to a massive opening of a big show at a, a traditional gallery, you know, the kinds of blockbuster yeah, shows feel, that those galleries mm, re- rely on, maybe there'll mm, be some nervousness about that. Well, I think there's, um, even with, I participated in, uh, I went on a kind of bike ride part of Design Week the other week. So even part of Design Week they were doing... Um, tours of, you know, uh, kind of interventions in the public realm as well as, you know, going into galleries and different environments. So I think increasingly that I think it will be part of what, um, you know, is culturally offered. A nice, a really nice um, thing that's actually come back. Do you remember that? Oh, well, it's a bit of a Melbourne thing, but the art trams, so it was artist painted trams mm-hmm. that were kind of a big thing, I think in the 90s. Um, maybe into the 2000s, but recently the um, Melbourne Festival, which is now called Rising, they brought that program back 
and um, have been commissioning, you know, really interesting local Indigenous artists to paint series of trams each year. So, I mean, that's a nice work because it kind of circulates around the city and through the suburbs, you know, and anyone gets to see it. And it, and it's accessible. You don't you, yeah, don't, you don't need a you don't absolutely. need a ticket to to see it. Yeah, you know, drive by. I on mean, the street. that's the um, really that's one of the amazing things around contemporary art per se, like so much of it, even in galleries, you can experience without having to pay any money, <laughs> which I always like to advocate for. Oh, yes. It's always, yeah. always a selling point. Um, yeah. Charlotte, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Oh, pleasure. Have a lovely morning. You too. See you. That was Charlotte Day, the director of the Monash University Museum of Art and the co-editor of the new book, Let's Go Outside, Art in Public, 